This is Pastor Joshua Swilly, and you're listening to the Hope United Podcast. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so excited to be here today to continue our conversation about the prophetic community. Last week, Pastor Joshua, along with Prophet Eddie that we have here, and Miss Sandy Vomer started the conversation about prophetic community. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it as yet, I will just go ahead and do a recap of some points that I took down when I was taking notes. Because yes, I listen, I take notes, I study to show myself approved. So a couple of notes that I took was that God wants to restore to all of his sons and daughters the community and communication that he had with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. The second thing that I wrote down was that prophecy is revealing to a person the heart of God. That it's not so much about predicting things or telling them things that you know that you know that you shouldn't know. It's about communicating to them the heart of God for them. The third thing that I wrote down is that prophetic community encourages, edifies, and comforts those in the body of Christ. The fourth thing is that prophecy is not just for Sunday morning. Prophecy is for every single day of the week. God does not stop talking when we leave church on Sunday. He's talking when we go home. He's talking on Monday. He's talking on especially hump day, Wednesday. And he's talking on Friday night too. And fifth, you filter a prophetic word with love, because God is love, and his word. So I'm not going to give you any more. You can go back and you can listen to the recording on YouTube or on Facebook and you can take notes for yourself, but I just wanted to get you caught up to speed. So we're gonna continue that conversation this morning and we're gonna talk some more and we're gonna get some more nuggets. So guess what? We can practice prophetic community here at Hope United. God's desire is that we all prophesy, right? And this is done in a prophetic community. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, I'm going to go ahead and read that. It says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Now I underline sons and daughters. It didn't say some sons and daughters. It didn't say most sons and daughters. All sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women, not just men, not just women, men and women alike. They will prophesy. So God wants us all to be operating in the gifts of prophecy. Also, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish that you all could prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. I'm going to read that again. He said, I wish that you all could prophesy because prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. So God's desire is for all of us to hear his voice, recognize his voice, and share his heart with each other within the prophetic community. So Prophet Eddie, can you go ahead and help us to understand exactly what is the prophetic community? 
Well, Minister Kendi, I'm inspired just from your introduction. Um, I had a definition for prophetic community from Kim Moss's book that I was going to reveal, and then the Lord gave me something different, uh, something more that would kind of be under the covering of, of Hope United. So I wrote down, prophetic community is a body of believers in any given church in healthy relationship with each other, willing to minister in prophetic word or deed to each other in an atmosphere of love and grace under the leadership of a pastor or any fivefold ministry minister. Wow. I love that you said that is done in love. Amen. When Amen. we're in community, mm -hmm. love is very important. When you're in relationship with people, you should be speaking out of love. You should be speaking in love and you should be receiving in love. I know that sometimes prophecy in the past has gotten a bad rap because maybe it wasn't done in love. So Sandy, what are some misconceptions that people have about the gift of prophecy and what can we do as the prophetic community to make people more comfortable with prophesying so that we can truly walk out what we just read about in Acts chapter 2? Uh, the best thing to do, I think, is, well, what really, one of the misconceptions is that prophecy is administering judgment toward someone else or toward that person or something they did, and it can be very accusatory, and that's just one of the misconceptions. You say, well, the Lord says, well, this deed you did, and this and that and that, and we have to remember that love covers. It doesn't mean that grace should not be present, but it also means that we should prophesy in love in grace and remember mercy. Mercy is releasing people from their sins. We should also uh, one of the also another misconception is that there has to it has to be done in public, or it has to be done in front of other people. If someone if God laid something on your heart to share with somebody that you know might be difficult for them to receive, it is best to do that in private. Don't put them on the spot. Don't point fingers at them in front of everyone. It's just not a loving thing to do. And one of the ways that we can kind of dial back from the misconceptions that we have is to release all of those bad experiences, yes. release all of those definitions that we came up with in our mind of what prophecy is. And remember to focus on relationship. Focus on your relationship with God. Focus on the relationship with the person that is giving you the message. And try to hear what God is trying to say to you. The Bible says, he that had ears to hear, let him hear what Christ is saying to the churches. And you are the church. You are the body of Christ and God is speaking to you all the time. So let's stay open. Keep our spirits open to hear what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Keep your spirit open to hear what God is saying. I know, Prophet Eddie, you've been involved in prophetic ministry, Pastor Joshua said last year, for 34 years, right? And I know that we have our prophetic class here on Saturdays at 4 p.m., you know, and I was a first-timer one time um, to the prophetic class. But for somebody who's just coming to the prophetic class for the first time, how do you make them feel comfortable with hearing the voice of God or, or hearing and recognizing God? Right. One of the things that I've learned on the, on the journey and 
when I was first gotten the prophetic, it was very difficult for me to understand hearing from the Lord because that automatically is saying you're hearing in your ears. And that's not, we're not hearing with our auditory ears. We have spiritual, if we're a hearer, if we're a knobby type of person that bubbles up inside, we're hearing with the ears of our spirit inside. So we have to actually shut off our mind praying in the spirit so we can clear our mind to hear what he's saying to us in the spirit. The other part that I learned as I've grown recently in the last years is we all recognize his voice. I'd rather say it this way than, than hear. We recognize his voice in the way we were designed to recognize his voice. If we're a seer, we see in dreams and visions and different ways. We see with our, with our spiritual eyes, with the eyes of our heart. If we're an empathic person, a feeler, we feel and discern by what we're sensing inside of our emotions. What do we feel in the atmosphere of the room and what's going on? So we're all listening and recognizing his voice in different ways in the ways that we were designed to be. So what I've grown in the prophetic in this stage is to be able to activate those to find out. I could almost just look at you and see how you hear, how you listen and recognize his voice. What dimension is it going to be easy? We want to learn all five, but let's work with the one that you've already been designed in and then build up the other ones. So it, and the thing that I've learned that when I first got saved, we used all these Christianese words that I had no idea what people were saying. And so what I try to do is break it down to its basic words so that you could understand what I'm saying and that you could activate the way that you want to recognize and listen to the way he speaks to you. To just piggyback on what Prophet Eddie was saying, a lot of times for me, I shared this with you yesterday, that when God would be speaking to me, I would dismiss it and say, oh, that's just my mind. You know, oh, that's just my mind. That's just a thought or that's just a feeling. So it's important to not just dismiss those things as just being our own mind and to start to become in tune with, like you said, recognizing the voice of God to know that this is God communicating something to us, whether, like you said, it can be, you know, your senses, you might sense something, you might smell something, and then, of course, you might he hear something, or you might see something in your mind's eye, or you can even see something in the physical I was sharing earlier. God can, you know, make me zoom in on the bumper sticker on the car in front of me, and that's like a whole sermonette from the Holy Spirit. So we have to pay attention to those things that it's not always going to be, you know, God speaking in a so small voice. He's going to use all of your senses to engage you in conversation with him. You know, Romans 12, 6 says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. That we prophesy by faith. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit. That just takes so much pressure off of me to know that, you know, I'm not relying on my own ability to prophesy. It is the Holy Spirit. And if I just have faith that he can speak to me or speak through me, that he will. So to take the pressure off of you to know that you prophesy by faith through the Holy Spirit. So in this particular process of exercising the gift of prophecy, this particular faith process, 
like I said, it's by faith, of exercising the gift of prophecy within the prophetic community, how important is cultivating fellowship with those in the community, and how does that help us build our faith in the area of prophecy? It's imperative. It's imperative to stay actively involved with the church and your local church and your local community. It's absolutely imperative that you participate in corporate worship. It's imperative that you participate in corporate prayer. It's imperative to your spirit that you participate in a fellowship with others. You have to fellowship with others because it's something that as social beings, as humans, we are social beings, and we actually need fellowship with other human beings who are like us in order for us to be sociably applicable. So in order for us to receive everything we need, we have to be in fellowship with others. And in a prophetic community, it cultivates relationship to worship with each other. When you come together and worship the Lord and you set him as your high place, you put him on top of everything. You put him first and you're in a room with other people who have the same love that you do. That's going after him with the same intensity. And then you come together, man, you can move. You can not only move mountains, you can move the earth. Amen. It is just so awesome what can be accomplished when we come together. So when we come together, we have to remember balance. You have to remember balance. Everything must be done in balance because one of the mistakes that people make is when seeking prophecy, they only focus on that. And that's not going to help you in all areas. You must be aware and have knowledge of the entire fivefold ministry. You must be aware and have knowledge and be able to act in all those other fivefold ministry gifts. It is something you cultivate within yourself through prayer, through worship, through spending regular time with God and reading the word. It's something that is very imperative. And also, as a corporate body, come together, fellowship with others in the faith. You worship together, you pray together, and you study the word together. It must be done in balance so that we can have the whole, everything that God has for us, we will have it if we pursue him in balance. And I just want to add to that something that we discussed last week, you guys discussed with Pastor Joshua, that Prophet Eddie mentioned about the fact that we see in part. So that's why we need, we need the fellowship of the community so that the parts can come together and you can get the whole picture. You know, God didn't create us. He said it's not good for man to be alone. He created us for fellowship. He created us for community. And that includes the prophetic community. Can I touch on a part on that, too? Of course. I know as prophets, they go out and they say, they come to a church and they'll tell the pastor, don't tell me anything about what's going on in the church. I want to get a clear word from the Lord, which is great. I, I think it's a great idea for flowing in the, as a prophet. But in a prophetic community, it's different. I want to know everything about you. Yes. I want to know your problems. I want to know your joys. I want to know from birth Some people to might now. call that nosy prophet. No, because, well, I, I'm not going to. What I want you to do is share with me. Over time. Over time. It doesn't have to happen once. It really can be done in a quick time. Your life from how you were born to where you are now. That might take a few meetings or it just could be one shot. I could do it. I could do it in five minutes and give my life to someone. 
And so what happens is I'm listening and I might go to sleep that night. You told me a problem about your life and the Lord gives me the answer for it. Now, I know everything about you, but I didn't know the answer to your problem until the Lord gave it to me in a dream. The more in a prophetic community that we come together as a real family, in love, in healthy relationships, the more we can come and impart into each other, which I want to explain what prophecy is. It's to build you up. It's to edify you. It's to comfort. I know we like to shout around, hey, let's all prophesy. And people are looking at us like we're supposed to be Isaiah or something. Um, that's not the idea of a prophetic community. That is a normal conversation, just like you're talking to your family, and in the middle of them speaking, all of a sudden you, you were listening to, hey, Lord, do you have anything to say about that? And all of a sudden he speaks to you, and when you, you get the pause, you say, you know what I'm sensing about that? And you just let it out. And the tears come to their eyes when they realize, wow, that's the answer to what I'm going through. That encourages me. That builds me up. I feel comforted. That is prophecy to its bottom line. I just want to share this quick story, and then I'm going to tie it into a question. Um, I went to a store with one of my friends, and we were trying on dresses. And I needed help with the dress. And the attendant came to help me. And the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. And I was like, can I just try on the dress and leave? And so I start talking. I start a conversation. I don't just start, you know, telling the lady what the Holy Spirit is saying. I started having a conversation with her. Are you from here? No, she was from New York. She moved down here um, because her mom got sick. And, and she stopped there. Then she starts crying. And she runs, literally runs away. And I'm like, my friend comes, what did you say to that lady? I haven't said anything yet. She comes back, she apologizes. So then I say, well, can I pray with you? She looked kind of skeptical at first, but she said, yeah, you can go ahead and pray for me. So I pray with her and I started praying what God was revealing, what the Holy Spirit was revealing to me about her, that she had moved down here to take care of her mom that passed away from Alzheimer's and that it had depleted her finances. So she was struggling financially and that really she didn't want to be here anymore. She wanted to move back up north, but she couldn't. So I started praying all of these things. So my eyes are closed. My friend's eyes are open. And my friend afterwards witnessed, my friend afterwards was like, every time you said something, the lady started to back up and her eyes started to get big. And then afterwards, the lady was like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm a Christian. How did you know that stuff? I said, God told me. And she was like, kind of spooked about it. And so I bring that up to say, you know, I'm not a prophet, right? I'm operating in the gift of prophecy. So can you explain what is the difference between a prophet and operating in the gifts of prophecy? Well, basically, they're both gifts. But when you look at those words in Ephesians 4.11, when it talks about the gift, the ascension gift of a prophet, and when you look at the gift of prophecy in Corinthians, those two words, it's the same word in English, but in Greek, they're totally different. The Greek word for a prophet in Ephesians 4.11 is a governmental office, which is totally different from having the gift mm -hmm. 
of prophecy to give someone an encouraging word, to build them up, and to comfort them. So that's what makes a difference. If you're in the office of a prophet, you're in a different realm. You're in a governmental body. You're there in leadership. You're there as a prophet to equip everyone else in the gift and the design that God called them to be. When you're a prophet, you could look across the room and see somebody, and the Lord will show you what they're designed to be, what their calling is, the direction. He'll just read you their mail. Now, your part is to give them the equipment they need to follow their calling. That is one of the jobs of the prophet. Or you could be going to nations. All the, you know, it, It's encompassing. When you have the gift of prophecy, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be acting like a prophet or prophesying like a prophet and saying, thus saith the Lord to people. Because when you do that, you say those words and you're not giving that person what you're saying to them, this is God, and you got to accept it or not. They don't have a chance to judge or test the word you're giving them. That's not what you do as a prophetic community person. There's ways we have protocols in church and protocols outside the church. You're outside the church, you do like Minister Kendi did. She engaged that person. She asked that person about their life. She sowed by her listening, and now she could reap a word to minister to her. What I do sometimes is if I get a word from somebody out in the world, I let them know, sometimes I hear from the Lord, would you mind me sharing a word that I believe I'm hearing for you? Now you're letting them either receive it or not. And if they say yes, I give them the word. And then afterwards, again, I say, listen, did that word make any sense to you? Now I'm giving them the autonomy to say, because autonomy means I'm in control of my life. We're all controlled. Yes. I'm not in control of your life. And so I give them that word, and they're saying, I'm being accountable. That's one thing you want to be, giving prophetic words to people in the world or in church. Be accountable for what you get. If, it was, if I missed it, then I say, hey, wow, I missed it. It must be for someone else. I'm just trying. And this way you keep it open. If it hits right to the spot, then you delivered your word, and you love on them, and you move on. Protocol in a church is different. Now you're ministering, you're learning how to be prophetic, and unhealthy families have unspoken rules. So when you're in church or in a class and you're learning the prophetic, where well, there's rules, there's protocol. And the protocol, if you're in a church building and you're in a class, is very simple. It's 1 Corinthians 14.3. Whatever you give as a word has to either encourage somebody, build them up, edify them, or comfort them. If, it's, if what you're portraying is not any of that, and it has to be also in love, mm -hmm. yes. if it's not those things, then you've, you've missed it. And then whoever's heading the class is going to have to take his part or her part to redirect your word mm -hmm. to make it those three things and to put love on it. Because you were trying to say something, but you missed it. And we all miss it. In fact, you learn more from the times that you missed than you do the times that you do 100%. Amen. That was good. Speaking about protocols, um, when I first came to Hope, it was a place called Hope then. When I first came to Hope, you know, most times when we come to church, you know, especially for me back then, was because I wasn't, you know, in the place where I needed to be with God and was going through a lot of stuff at the time. 
But what made me stay at Hope was because I felt safe in the community. I really felt like Apostle Dwayne and Prophet Deborah were covering my soul as the shepherds of this house. And so when you talked about protocol, protocol helps us to feel safe in the prophetic community. It helps us to feel comfortable so we know that, you know, if somebody comes sideways with a word, um, that whoever is leading the class, covering the class, that they're going to, like you said, redirect it if it doesn't line up with the protocol. So I just want to ask you regarding protocol, how should we give a person a word from God? And you said it, you know, a little bit earlier, do we need to say, thus said the Lord? Do we need to say, God told me to tell you? I think the example you gave of the young lady at the store was she a, wasn't young. Uh, the, the person. <laughs> uh, the person at the store. The person. The way you communicated that with her was just a perfect example of how you lean into it, especially if it's a complete stranger. You know, you don't really necessarily, it would rather be, if it's someone I know, I would say I sense. If it's someone I'm really close to and they're aware of my gifts, then I don't have a problem saying the Lord said to me or the Lord shared with me. But if it's someone whom you don't know, you could say, I sense, or just don't even say anything like that. Just lead right into it like Prophet Kendi did. When, as, she was praying, as she was praying for the person, these things just came out. And just allow it to flow. Yes. And, that, and that's one of the things about prophecy. You let it flow. Just go, it'll come out of you. And it's sometimes the best way for it to come because it's not really, you have to understand, that message is not necessarily for you. It's for the receiver. So the person receiving it, is, that's who the ministry is for. So when you are giving them a word, just let it flow from your heart, let it flow from your being, and that person will be blessed by it. And I wanted to add one of the differences about a prophet who sits in the office, another thing, a very key thing that singularly prophets do with their mantle is they set things into motion. They set things into motion. A perfect example is Moses and Joshua. Mm -hmm. Moses, when he parted the Red Sea, he put up his staff. Yeah. Joshua had to step out into the Jordan by faith. It didn't necessarily happen the same way the last prophet did it, but he took another step. And he took another step. It took a few steps before the water began to recede. So prophets set things into motion. Um, it's not even something we do on purpose. I, I, I end up saying something, and then I know that I said something significant because of the reaction. Yeah. I, you know, it's not necessarily I'm trying to get a reaction. I'm just talking. I'm just, you know, going with the flow. Hey. And then I say something or do something, and it just sets you like, oh, my gosh. That's confirmation, yeah. you know, and it, you're not even doing it on purpose. You're just going with the flow. And that's something about prophecy is something that naturally comes out when you're in relationship with God. Amen. Thank you. Prophetic conversation. Prophetic yes. conversation, essential in sharing prophetically outside of the church because like you said I think you mentioned Christianese you know they don't understand this term they don't yeah, understand the terms that we use, that we use. they're going to think you're weird yeah. and we don't want to come yeah. across as weird they're going to run away 
<laughs> yeah. We don't we don't want to come across across this word. So just have a regular conversation and let God just use you and speak through you in conversation without the thus, the thou. It's like reading the King James Version of right. the Bible. No, right. we don't we don't right. need that. We don't yeah. need that. Yeah. I can do that though. Okay, that's my favorite version. That's my favorite version of the Bible. Well bless the Lord. <laughs> Prophet Eddie, how does um, the prophetic community help us to stay accountable when giving a prophetic word? It's really important. Probably the most difficult thing in the prophetic is accountability. Um, prophet gives a word. Something's going to happen. It doesn't happen. He never comes back and say, I missed it. So the prophetic takes a shot as not being accountable. What you want to do is... in two different realms. If you're in the realm of the church and you feel you have a word from the church as being someone in the prophetic community, well, you would take that to your elders or you would take that to Pastor Josh and Pastor Corinne, but preferably they have other pastors in the house. You know, we have Pastor Sandra, Pastor Minerva, and we bring them that word and we have them pray about Minister it. Kendi. Minister Kendi. Uh, I found that some of the most deepest prophetic words I've heard was from Pastor Minerva and Pastor Sandra, they come over and join us while we're ministering somebody and immediately they start to give a word and it's scripture. Yes. And so you want, you hold yourself accountable by what you hear by submitting it to leadership and find out even if it is a word of the Lord, they know that it's not the time. So you have to be accountable and say, okay, I, I know this is of the Lord. It's not being done. It's not time. And this way you don't get offended, you don't get hurt. You're only there to share it's because you only see in part, you prophesy in part. So you have to realize you have to be accountable. You've got to be able to submit what you're giving and even be told, hey, that's not the Lord. And be able to take that and say, okay, and take that as a learning lesson. Take it to the Lord and say, Lord, where did I miss it? Yes. Oh, I had something in my heart. I didn't realize it was there. And so he let you be wrong to dig up something out of your heart that needed to go. Amen. Amen. Staying on the topic of safety in prophetic community. Um, Prophet Eddie was talking about earlier when you need to, somebody's given a word in the prophetic class and it's not edifying, it's not encouraging, or it's not comfortable comforting and as one of the leaders in our prophetic you know class that's on Saturdays here at 4 p.m. plug plug um, <laughs> how do you redirect a word that somebody has without discouraging them I make a scene I'm very goofy and I'll just throw something in the air that's completely off topic just to stop hurt the person mid-speech. I want you to stop speaking because what happens is without realizing it, you're actually not blessing the person. Right. You're actually cursing the person, which is not your intention or you're setting into motion because we have authority with our words. You're setting into motion with your words, something that should not be set into motion. So in the midst of the class, I will cut you off, but I'll do it gently. <laughs> I'll do it gently. And most of the time, it'll be, you know, something completely off topic. I redirect after class. 
I have a conversation with the person after class. I like to tell you, I like to speak to you in private, and a lot of times, it really is something that the person was educated to do. They receive education on the topic, and they're just, it's coming out of them because that is what was implanted in them. So we have to teach them within our culture, in the hope culture, we don't necessarily do it this way, we redirect them in a way that's very loving. But in the midst of the class, I would just call to attention, hey, let's use this as a teaching moment, a learning moment. How could that be communicated with the other person in a different way? You can also redirect the moment, redirect what was said, and use it as a teaching moment for the entire class, how can we communicate that so that person can receive it lovingly? And so that's what we try to do in the classes that help you understand where you could go wrong when you don't speak out your spirit and you speak out of your soul, because that's what's happening. When you're speaking a word that's not directly for that person, a lot of times it's coming from your soul your mind, will, and your emotions, and not from the Holy Spirit. And so what we want to do is stop and reconnect with the Holy Spirit and now speak, flowing from the Holy Spirit, what he says for the person. And like we had said um, last week, that to encourage them, you know, if you give a word that's not right or not accurate, that does not mean that you're a false prophet. And that should not stop you from continuing, you know, on this journey with the prophetic community and recognizing the voice of God and sharing it with your brothers and sisters in the prophetic community. So this has been a really great conversation. Um, I hope that everyone is going to take away from this that one, everyone should be prophesying. It's in the Bible. I did not make it up. I'm not just saying it. It's in the word of God. God's desire is that we all prophesy. He wants to communicate his heart to all of us for those around us, and especially for those in the world who you may encounter. And also that there is safety in the prophetic community. There is it's a safe place for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to practice. Yes, we practice everything. Practice, perfect practice makes perfect. Not just practice. Perfect it's okay practice. okay to make mistakes. But you, you practice within the community yes. so that it's okay. You know, if I give Sandy a word and she's like, mm, I don't know about that. But she knows me, so she knows that I'm not trying to lead her straight you know and I'm doing it out of love. On? It could be someone you're connected to. So that uh, perfect example is if you're asking me something, but it's not necessarily for you, but since you know your sister's going through something mm -hmm. similar, you're like, oh, that's for my sister. Right. So it can either be, mm -hmm. it could be someone connected to you. We don't always miss that often. That's <laughs> don't true. Don't miss that often. That's true too. It could be someone you're connected, connected to. to. God so could pay be giving attention. You, God could be giving you a word, mm -hmm. not, you know, God could be giving me a word, not maybe for Sandy, but somebody that she is connected yes. to. Yes. Somebody, and that's happened to me. I'll say, well, I don't know if this is for you or somebody you are connected to. Yes. So. Can I share one part on this? Mm -hmm. The safety part. When we practice in the prophetic class on Saturday between, well, we study from four to five. And then from five to six, we activate yes. and activate the gift of prophecy. And what usually happens, what, we, what we're focusing on is that someone opens up a stream in the prophetic realm. 
and a stream of the Lord's thoughts from his heart begin to enter the room. So maybe you've never prophesied before in your life. But all of a sudden, you start to feel this stream because it's coming through the whole room. It's a spirit of prophecy. It starts to come through you. And, and someone's giving them a part about this love thought that, that God has for them, the Father has for them. And all of a sudden, you hear an added word to that. And you, now that's your part. So that you don't have to think of something to say. You, you just wait to exactly. listen, to recognize exactly. what kind of stream is coming into the room of the Holy Spirit by the Father. What is the direction that this stream is going in? And you just jump in the river. Right. And all of a sudden, now you're safe because, you know, a few other people have been painting a picture. Mm -hmm. And you just came along and added to the picture a greater value to it. So that's how we keep safe. So it's not individuals giving a word. Right. It's a prophetic community yes. coming together yes. to give a collective word yes. to one person Hallelujah. who needs to hear from the Lord yes. in, in every area of their life, especially yes. the one that they're in need of right. at that moment with a fuller picture. Mm -hmm. Instead of just one word, I give you this, and the other person says that, that is not, it's not, it's not as accurate as you, and it's not as safe. Because now you're jumping around. The Lord's painting a picture. What part are you in painting that picture? That was good. And that's exactly Man. how it Amen. does happen in the prophetic class that everybody, you know, is the word is it's like to me, like you said, painting a picture. I see it as connected. It's all connected, you know, in that flow. And so it makes sense. Everybody's word makes sense. You know, when you put it all together. So. That's what the benefit of being in a prophetic community is. So thank you, Prophet Eddie. Thank you, Sandy, for being with us this morning to conclude the conversation on the prophetic community. You know, God wants us all to prophesy. We prophesy by faith and that there is safety in the prophetic community. If you want to learn more about prophetic community, I invite you to join our prophetic community. We already said it twice. This is going to be the third time on Saturdays at 4 p.m. right here at church with Prophet Eddie, with Sandy. So we invite you to come out. And Apostle Prophet Dennis Gordon. Yes. He would be here, but other circumstances came up. I just want to give such an acclaim to this man. Yes. Five years. He set a foundation in his prophetic class. Seven. Seven years to the manual from Christian International and just set such a foundation that now we could build on that. Uh, what he's done with the young people in this church is amazing. I'm blown away. Me too. So high props to Apostle Prophet hi, Dennis Prophet. Gordon. Yes, thank you, thank very you much. to Prophet Dennis, you know, and all that he's done with the prophetic class. And so if you want to learn more, like I said, come on out. So I just want to pray for you, pray with you regarding the gifts of prophecy. Father God, we just thank you that this gift of prophecy is available to us through your Holy Spirit. I just cover each person that's listening right now, Lord God, that they, their ears would be attentive, their eyes would be attentive, their spirits would be attentive to what you are saying, that they would get in frequency with yes. you to hear what you are communicating to them for the church in this season. That, Father God, that we have 
uh, understanding of how important it is to tune into what you are saying in this season and at this time for the church. I come against any fear that the enemy would try to release over your people regarding hearing your voice. I cast it down in the name of Jesus because you've not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. So we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us love, power, and a sound mind, that you've given us the gift of prophecy, that you've given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we receive that gift freely, and we walk in those gifts freely in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Hope United podcast. Please consider planting a seed in this ministry. Any seed helps us get the gospel message out to those that would otherwise not hear it. If you want to give, please click the link below in the episode notes. If you're in the area, come visit us in Pembroke Pines, Florida. May God bless you and may you possess the promise God has for you.